welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ballhawks podcast here on the Dean Blundell Network. Uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Um, I, I saw some funny thing. You know, you have some American followers on Twitter. You have some Canadian followers. I saw a little bit of banter today about the spelling of things, and uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just really petty with stuff like that. But I, I got a good laugh out of it. Good little amusement. So. Um, no matter which way you spell favorite, we are your favorite podcast here uh, on this Monday Thanksgiving here in Canada. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Fisher, and I am joined by the newly skinned, the first time ever he has gone this low with his hair, Christopher Phillips. You look, <laughs> I was going to say, you look really impressed with those comments, but someone's uh, just a little first, sleepy it's not today. the first time ever. Oh, you told me it was the first. Wow. Well, well. I mean, for, first time uh, by choice. <laughs> this isn't like we're teenagers and your parents like strap you down and just shave your head. No, off. I t- teenager. Correct. Strapped down. Almost rookie hazing. Ah, yeah. Same yeah, kind of where thing. There, there was there was no uh, no no guard on the Clippers that night. It was just. Right, right down, and like I was, I was skinny as a teenager. I was like 120 pounds, like just skin and bones. So my uh, my my best friend's dad called me Smeagol after I got my head shaved. Oh, it was no. just Terry. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, so. That's a big reason why I didn't shave my head for like oh, it's been like 20 years. Um, the emotional scarring that exists from, from, from that event. Um, and I, I was worried of, of, uh, also coming back, just, you know, walking out of, out of the barbershop being like my precious, but, uh, you know, l- luckily I put on a few, a uh, few pounds since, since then. So I don't look, um, I don't look like Gollum or Schmeagle or whatever you, whatever the hell. Um, can I just talk really quick about something that grinds my gears? Uh, all the time. Every why don't we say time. Canadian Thanksgiving? Why don't we just say Thanksgiving? Like, why do we, why do we have to differentiate between the two? Like, you don't ever say like American Thanksgiving. It's just it's Thanksgiving. Hmm. So, like, sure we celebrate at different times, but like, why don't we just? I don't understand why like it's always have you always have to be thrown in there that it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Well, maybe I'm in the minority. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Cookies Be Good is back, uh, tuned into our live stream here uh, and says oatmeal chocolate are the best. I, I can't disagree. I do like oatmeal chocolate, um, oatmeal raisin still. They're just, I don't know why I'm, I'm I'll take either one of those oatmeal raisin. Definitely. Um, Chris, I I'm, think I'm, I'm actually in the minority with a lot of people because I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually do say happy American Thanksgiving because you're right. It's not my Thanksgiving. So like, I guess that's the way I differentiate it. Maybe it's because I know quite a few of our followers are from the States and, um, you know, if it isn't in America, it, it isn't a thing. So you kind of have to differentiate there. See, and, and maybe that's, that's what it is. Like we, we were talking today about, uh, cause it's, it's Carter's birthday tomorrow. And it's been a bit of a, um, it's been a bit of a thing in our household this past <laughs> few days. 
somebody may or may not be jealous that it's not her birthday. Oh, no. And, uh, and that her birthday isn't on Thanksgiving weekend. And we were having a talk about that. I'm like, but Olivia, your birthday is on Thanksgiving every year. <laughs> she goes, no, Dad, that's American Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's not the same thing, okay? Yeah, I don't get turkey dinner that weekend. Yeah, I mean, if you play your cards, maybe you can. Maybe you can play it so you get turkey both weekends. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, that's just something that's always like I I saw a bunch, you know, being thrown around. Of course, this weekend, last two days especially, and it just I don't know. It's something that's always kind of like just grinds my gears. Where I'm like, it just I, I don't know. We don't need to say it. It's just, and I know Ryan said like otherwise when it happens again in america in november people will say wait again but they won't like nobody will say oh wait it's thanksgiving again like people are people are smart enough to to understand that there's different countries and different countries celebrate different holidays at different times like i just i I don't know i just don't think it needs to be said thanksgiving it's thanksgiving weekend in canada it's thanksgiving weekend in the united states it's just and just say it's it's thanksgiving but um cookies be good thank you for for coming back thank you for joining us again um Oatmeal chocolate, I'm out. Not oh, not a fan at all. Just full out, oh, eh? I, I love chocolate chip cookies. I love oatmeal raisin cookies. But for some reason, when you blend the two together, I'm completely hmm. out on them. And I don't I, I can't explain it. I hate them. Really? Yeah. Like, like even like the dad's cookies. Like that's where my head goes first is like if you're gonna have oatmeal chocolate chip, they've got to be the dad's ones because well, dad's cookies are the best. Uh, dad's goodie rings are the best. Oh, um, well, n- now this feels a little more like the Ballhawks podcast, right? Like nah, now we're starting to disagree on things. Do you know they actually? I think uh, they they actually discontinued the goodie rings. Good, um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, oatmeal chocolate chip. I don't know, miss, miss me with that because I'm I'm out on it. Interesting. Uh, okay, lots happened in the NFL. Um, a lot more than like your regular week. I feel like this week things just hit the fire and, and took off running. The first one uh, that we want to talk about today is um, Matt rule is out as the Panthers head coach. Uh, This was, what were we like five games, five games in? Yeah. Good Lord. I can't even count anymore. One, two, uh, Five games into his third season, they still owe him $40 million. Um, And then there was a press conference with the owner, David Tepper, and obviously one of the the Panthers media guys. And it actually started to get a little, like, awkward. Like, uh, do we still listen? What do we do with our hands? I'm like, oh, Doyle, he doesn't rule anymore. Great line, Ryan. Ryan, were you just reading my mind? Because that's exactly what I was like. I'm sure Ryan could like see the gears like turning in my head and be like, Chris is going to make an O'Doyle joke. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Ryan, for beating me to the punch. Um, always very timely with uh, with that. So that's good. Um, O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. I love how they said it going down the cliff and everything. Like we're doing it to the very end. Um, does this make Carolina a better team? I, I've been talking to people about this. Like, no. do, you don't think this makes them a better team? No, they still don't have, like, no, they still don't have a quarterback. Um, well, they might now that Baker's injured. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's something, like, something's going on there. And I, I guess maybe you could pin it on coaching, but, like, 
is the chemistry not right or like is there i don't know is there too many mouths to feed is it i i, I don't know because i haven't i mean i haven't paid attention to a single carolina panthers game uh yet this season or probably last season or probably the season before that so <laughs> matt matt rules entire tenure in carolina i wasn't really paying attention uh, <laughs> um, like, other than fantasy football we, stats here and there man like no lie when i saw today that he was been the coach in carolina for the last three seasons i was blown away i thought he was just hired <laughs> i started like, all this time did, go in my life <laughs> yeah what didn't they just hire him but i mean i guess blame it on the pandemic folks blame it on the when in doubt blame covid um Please. i don't i don't think it does make them a, a, a better team um they have a lot of pieces for sure that they, they have a lot of a lot of talent but I think they're they're not quite there yet, um, and I mean now there's talks that it's going to get blown up. So who knows? Yeah, I mean if you were on the Twitter machine, every team's fan base was like, "Oh, let's go trade for DJ Moore. Oh, let's trade for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, let's tr- well, trade for Brian Burns." Like everybody was picking stars out of Carolina and just saying, "You're coming to my team, and you're coming to my team." And I don't think that's how it works. As. Apparently Buffalo's reached out on McCaffrey. I did see that. I think teams are reaching out. Whether that means you're going to trade your best player, your face of your franchise. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it means. It It's not looking good there. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting one. But um, how about... This is my favorite storyline of the whole week, and I should have let off with this. Brian Robinson being ushered into his first game only six weeks after being shot uh, to 50 cents, many men. Did you watch the video clip, Chris? I, I saw the I saw the clip, yeah. I probably Sorry, should that, have downloaded that it. Was an, but... That was another joke for you. Chris yeah. was the one who sent it to me, and then a day later I said to him, Hey, Chris, did you see this yet? <laughs> He goes, yeah, Steve, I sent the clip just so you know. Um, yeah. I, when I, when I asked you that, just, I did not remember that. Just like dinero is Spanish for money. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, um, yeah. What a cool story though. Like y- you just see how amped up the, the guys are for him. Um, pretty impressive that just six weeks, it w- he was shot twice in the leg, right? Is that, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I've never been yeah. shot, so I don't know how big of a deal that is. The commander still <laughs> lost. He, I mean, <laughs> it, it's no, like, you know what I mean? Like I can't really put myself, you know, a guy has an ACL injury and I'm like, well, I've torn my ACL. I, I can kind of like understand some of the things they're going through. I, I have no damn clue what being shot feels like. Thank whatever God I, I believe in. Um, but unfortunately the commanders still suck. And Ron Rivera, did you see his comments? I loved it. Yeah. What, what, why is your team struggling so much more than the rest of the NFC East teams quarterback? <laughs> oh, you mean the guy that you just traded for? Like just traded for like five months ago. Like he's what the problem. An- absolute sewering by it. Like, I don't remember the last time I've heard a coach 
specifically point one person out so emphatically like we're good he just sucks and i wish we would have not traded for you essentially i just yeah like yeah like that's what i mean like i just don't get it like how did you not know what you were getting with carson wentz it's not like we're dealing with a small sample size here like the guy's bounced around quite a bit and he's been the same guy the entire time so like Either you weren't watching football for the last three years, like I wasn't watching football for the last three years, apparently. And and you're just like Carson Wentz? Yeah, he was drafted high once upon a time, wasn't he? Like second overall? <laughs> yeah, sure. Trade the farm for him. Yeah. Yeah, like River they obviously River didn't, Ron. They obviously didn't trade the farm for him, but like why did you trade anything for him? Like, did you actually think you were contending this year? Like that's gotta be the only explanation right like we've got a good defense we've got lots of pieces on offense anybody should be able to come in and take this team to some victories Um, isn't that two years in a row now too that somebody's just poo-pooed all over Carson Wentz didn't Jim Ursay the owner of the Colts do it last year too I think there I I was trying to remember what that was at some point in the offseason I think he said something something like that stop trading for him you know what he is make him your backup like I'm that one shocks me so much because Riverboat Ron has always had such a like I don't know infatuation for what is it Taylor Heineke Heineke whatever his name is yeah um he loves that guy so why didn't you just make him your starter they drafted Sam Howell who might not be ready to start but I don't know hit your wagon to some other thing um it's kind of like the Antonio Gibson thing like I know um Robinson is just coming back. Obviously he's going to be the bell cow there, but like if you didn't want Antonio Gibson on your team, why didn't you just get rid of him? Um, anyways, enough of the commanders because they suck. Uh, another team that sucks. That's trying to make a little bit of headway. This one was a really good pickup for them. Actually. Um, the Cleveland Brownies traded, for former pro bowler Dion Jones. Um, these trades are always so strange to me. You've got a guy who is 27 years old, so he's not young. He's not overly old or anything like that. He's been a really good linebacker in the league. And I think it was they traded him and a seventh to Cleveland for a sixth. Like these trades are so bizarre to me. Like, did you actually just trade a guy to move up at the very end of a draft? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get it. Like it, it, it makes, I don't understand why Atlanta, like is Dion Jones, like did he fall off that much? Like, is he at this point in his career? Like, like I said, he's only, he's only 27 years old with Steve. That is still pretty young considering <laughs> we're much older than that. We are. Quite- um, like, did he fall off that big? And at this point, like, it's just like, he's just a name where I like, I hear Dion Jones. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. Like, he's like, good, right? I like, was obviously, I, I totally, for, I'm in the same spot as you. Like, I forgot that he was a player in the league kind of thing. Uh, he had a uh, season ending or off season shoulder injury or something like that. So he hasn't played yet. He's still on the IR. Um, but if you're, if you're Atlanta, like you're not that good, what does a sixth round pick do for you 
to not have like a leader in the clubhouse, a guy who like solidifies the middle of your defense. Like what does a sixth round pick do unless, and I was looking, it's not even like a cap dump really. So that one's confusing to me. Don't get it. That was going to be, that was going to be my next question is, is it a contract thing? Like, I just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. And then like, what about JOK? Isn't JOK like, are they both the same position? I don't know. I don't understand three, four defenses. Like, I don't understand where the linebackers play. Fun fact, neither do the Seahawks linebackers. But that's a <laughs> that's a different story. Great segue <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, um, let, let's do one more that's like kind of head scratching. How about if I told you the Philadelphia Eagles would be the only undefeated team in the league? Would you would you have bid on that one? No. No. No, probably not. But I mean, I don't know. It's have they again? I like you know. I I have. I've really only been watching the Seahawks this year, so <laughs> I'm uh, it's very obvious right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this is this is low expectation season. So like, I'm really just watching the Seahawks and um, putting on my blinders to everything else going on around me. Um, have they played anybody? Like who have they? Beat? Okay, so week one they beat the Lions. Who in week one you probably said, oh whatever, you barely beat the Lions, big deal. But it looks like the Lions are kind of a good team this year, actually. Like they're well, making people work hard. They did well. They did get shut out this week. Yeah, <laughs> they they've been they have been playing well. I I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna throw it out there. They've they been have. playing fairly well. Uh, week two, they beat the Vikings, who've been playing a okay. lot better than people have expected. They beat yeah, the Commanders, I, I, the... they beat the Jaguars, and then they just beat the Cardinals. So it's not like they've they've had a. I would get the only one out of that list where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's impressive. Is the Vikings? The rest of them, I'm like, not the Cardinals. Yeah, sh- nope. Really, really, really. I don't know. The Cardinals are a all name team you think they're better just on the merits of who they are rather than yeah they're actually a good team yeah okay well let's do this um the philadelphia eagles tell me when their next loss is so when do they not become undefeated next week they play sunday night football against the cowboys but they're at home do they win that against Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. I was going to say, it depends who's that quarterback, right? Cooper Rush has been playing well. <laughs> but I'm going to say, yeah, they probably win that one at home. Okay, they win that one. Week seven, they're on their bye. Uh, week eight, they play the Steelers at home. Yeah, they win that one. They win that one. Then they go to Houston to play the Texans. Yeah, they win that one. Okay, so now we're, what, eight? five six eight we're eight no okay i can count remember i said at the start of the show i can count uh then they go back home to play the commanders uh yeah they're gonna beat the commanders again they beat that one how about at indy to play the colts Mm. i think they beat the colts it'll be closer than people think that but i think they beat the colts so they're 10 and 0 this is becoming a storyline now. 
Then yep. they go back home to play um, Ivermectin and the Packers. That, that one's tough. <laughs> that one's tough. Um, you know what? Give me, give me the home team. When I'm, when I'm on, when I can't decide, I'll take the home team. So that's I guess so funny. I do the exact same thing. Whenever it's yeah. a toss-up, I will always give it to the home team. Yeah. So give me the Eagles, I guess. Okay, we're t- we're ten now, right? Was that 10? eleven? I think. Eleven. So we're eleven and zero into December. Uh, they then host the Titans at home. So two back-to-back home games. They got yeah, they beat the Titans. Now we're twelve and zero. Then they go to New York to face the Football Giants. Yeah, they beat the Giants. Oh, this is this is a real story here, Chris. That's twelve it and zero. Yeah. Then they go to Chicago to play the Bears. That that's a win. Thirteen and zero. Then they go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. What day is that game on? That one is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness. That's when the Cinderella story ends. That's when it ends. Yeah. Although like wow. they could very well lose next week to the Cowboys. If and when they lose, I, I think the first loss will be against the Cowboys, whether that's this week or Christmas Eve. And you were kind um, of humming and hawing because they have to go to Dallas there. So there would only be two games yeah. remaining on their schedule. If you're wrong about that one, then they play the Saints at home and then the Giants at home again. Saints, would, I think, put them up, would give them... A good challenge for sure. Yeah. Wow. So, you know what? If if this happens, this will be one of the bigger, I guess, predictions. That means they would go 13 and 0? Oh, 13 and 0. 13 and 0 before their first loss. I can't even remember the last team that went for 13 straight wins. It's been a while. Well, I I didn't even plan on doing that. Good for you. Good for you. I, I. Part of me wants them to go 13 and 0 now just to say you were right. Ryan Hank chip chipping in here saying they'll lose to Green Bay. Unlike unlikely Philly has that kind of magic. I and that's why I kind of hummed and hawed on that on that uh that Packers matchup. Um but the Packers just I don't know, they they don't seem to have any receivers and I, I think that team's gonna fall off uh off the tracks pretty quickly. Yeah, um, it started. It started this week with the the, the loss to the Giants, um, and I think you're going to start seeing a few of those, a few more of those things. And um, I don't know, probably look for AA Ron and uh, Lafleur to to be packing their bags together and skipping town at the end, end of the season. Yeah, that one's really interesting to me though because like. You would think, okay, the Eagles are five and zero. There's no way they're going to go undefeated in the season. Like nobody thinks that, even though they're off to a good start. And then you start going through the games, and you start thinking, hmm, okay, that that's a win. That one's a win too. That one's a win too. Eh, that's close, but they're at home, so I'll give them the win. They could very well be thirteen and zero. And like you said, the Packers, ugh, good defense, still a really good defense, good run game, um, but just nothing in the passing game right now. It is wild. questionable passing game, questionable offensive line yeah. outside of David, outside of David Bakhtiari. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I think the wheels are going to fall off there. Interesting. The wheels of the wheels of cheese. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what kind of cheese? Those like a wheel of like Parmigiano. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that because I was just watching the Amazing Race and they were toting around big wheels of Parmesan <laughs> in in Italy. So well, that's the are, one. I was watching this one documentary and apparently the wheels have to get like serial numbers stamped into them because it's like the one of the largest um, counterfeit productions in the entire world, like claiming that it's like true Parmesan cheese, like out of wherever wherever that region in Italy is that you can get it from. Cause it's Out of really the expensive. cow's udder. Yeah. I don't think it works that way, Chris, but nice try. They, Good try. They, they put serial numbers on it right as it comes <laughs> out of the teat. They're trying to mark it into the milk. <laughs> <laughs> put in a probably put a microchip in it. I bet Chris. Yeah. They're <laughs> microchipping the shit out of that cheese. <laughs> Quick. Someone get me my tinfoil hat right now. <laughs> Get your ivermectin, folks. <laughs> It'll save you from everything. Okay, enough of this stupid <laughs> NFL. Uh, let's talk about just the NFL teams we care about because no other teams really matter, right? As fun, I fun fact for you. out about 10 minutes ago. This is the first week in maybe like a calendar year where I watched both of our teams this week. You know, like Bravo. being a good host of this show i should probably be watching the seahawks um i don't i i kind of take what you say at face value I, I watch like little clips here and there enough to seem like i know what i'm talking about but we both know i don't um i got to watch the ravens game on kind of canadian thanksgiving i said that just to piss you off uh we were at we were having turkey dinner and i watched okay. Isn't Three. that the other funny thing about Canadian Thanksgiving? How it's Thanksgiving is technically it's on Monday, Monday, yeah, but the vast majority majority of us celebrated on the Sunday. Yeah, because you know, why have, is that? Yeah, you, you know, maybe a couple too many pops. You have a couple too many plates of turkey, and you're like, I need to sleep this one off. Like, I, I guess, I guess the United States version, like they get their Thanksgiving. Which, again, I think that, and any of our American friends, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you guys not do your turkey as kind of like a like late lunch, early dinner? Like, aren't you guys eating mm -hmm. at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon rather than doing it as like proper dinner? And then they get Black Friday off. So then they're, they, 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 they still have that, uh, that kind of carryover day to, to lay around and in their sweatpants, sweating out turkey grease and too much booze. Now, do you just think that they have it at like three o'clock because you're maybe like connecting with people on the East Coast and you forget about the no, time I've no, I probably watched too many American sitcoms. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like Friends when they have like the. The midday. Yeah. Yeah. Home Improvement, Friends, you all know, the all the good ones. Yeah. The classics. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you get Nickelback at the halftime show in Detroit. <laughs> Ryan, you are full of randomness, and that's why we love you. Uh, this is the first time in years that I'm going to have to work on American Thanksgiving and uh, won't be able to watch football all day because I'll be at work. 
Uh, you know what you need? You need to get the DAZN app and DAZN, and you just watch it on your handheld. Oh, I like the way you think. Yes, I've never done that before, in case anyone is listening. Um, yeah. Hey, listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. Like if you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. She struck him on the back of his head with a frying pan, almost killing him and was hospitalized for a severely fractured skull. She fractured his skull. She fractured his skull. Wow. So the movie Tangled was right. Frying pans are dangerous. They are. He feels like he is totally justified in the murder that he commits. Even after he's convicted, he feels justified. Oh, yeah. To this day. That's a confident dirtbag right there. That's right. He believes that his victim had it coming. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirtbags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. So I watched. So that's what's wrong with the youth sub today. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the Ravens played the Sunday night thriller. Uh, They hosted the Bengals. I watched three quarters and about 12 minutes of it on mute because we were in the middle of having dinner. Um, Long story. I got down to the TV a little late when it started And people were just watching it on silent. So I was like, whatever, I don't actually need people to tell me what's going on. I had a great time either way. Uh, Game started off, you know, news that franchise left tackle Ronnie Stanley was making his uh, 2022 debut after sitting out basically all season last season. So that was really good news to have him back. He was on a limited snap count. So is it his 2022 debut or like a really delayed 2021 debut? Yeah. You're like, how does, how does that actually work? <laughs> he was supposed to come back. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime you can get a guy who is, you know, the franchise left tackle coming back, it's going to make things better. Uh, like I said, he was on a snap count. They had, uh, you know, Patrick McCarry coming back off of, uh, his injury to play quite a few uh, snaps in Stanley's uh, non-playing, but I know there was a lot of like just uncomfortableness when I saw him sitting on the bench and I the TV was muted, so I had no idea what was going on. And I'm like frantically checking Twitter, being like, oh my God, did he get injured again? Like his first game back <laughs> and he's done again. This cannot be happening. Uh, excuse me, I, I need to go to the washroom. Man, Steve has gone to the washroom a lot. Yeah, they, they would catch on to that way too quickly. Like that's not Every time they show the Ravens bench, Steve has to go to the bathroom. What's going on? 
He is nervous, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, t- turns out the injury bug is still hitting the Ravens. Uh, not with Ronnie Stanley, but there was news that Marcus Williams, their prized free agent safety, uh, who's been playing his ass off and has just been solidifying the back end, uh, dislocated his wrist. And uh, apparently he tried going back into play and they're like, no, 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 no. Like, let's just hold you out for a bit. We'll do some x-rays at halftime. Uh, and then they found out it was a dislocation. So he's going on the IR, but it is not a season ending injury from what I've heard. Um, I can't imagine how a, a dislocated wrist isn't a season ending injury, but um, hopefully he heals up fast. He was a really big presence on the back end for the team. Um, they did obviously have uh, a rotation of guys. Gino Stone was in there. Um, Chuck Clark is still back there at safety. Rookie Kyle Hamilton. A lot of chatter on Twitter about how Gino Stone was out snapping Kyle Hamilton. So, of course, the world's falling apart again. And it's like, oh my gosh, our rookie safety, 14th overall. Is Why isn't he playing? Does he suck? Oh, what a bust of a pick. I think people need to stop doing stuff like this. We won the damn game. Enjoy it. Like for once this year, they have won at home after leading for the vast majority of the game. They ended up closing it out. So I'm happy. Sucks for Marcus Williams. Um, Rookies are still rookies. There's growing pains involved. The world is not falling. Kyle Hamilton will take over that job. Not the free safety spot, but he will be the starter come next year. I just, he's too talented not to. Um, it was really fun getting to watch the Ravens defense of old dominate Joe Burrow. Like there's just, I think I hate Burrow so much more because of his time at LSU. And he's just, he was always such a smug prick there, but he's good, which makes it worse. And then he gets into the NFL and just happens to be in the Ravens division, just happens to be on a team that's like making all the right moves and he looks good again. And he's a smug prick still. I don't, I don't know. Like what from somebody who's not in the division, Chris, what, what's your opinion of Joe Burrow? Like is, is he just kind of like a fun player to watch or does he come across as a smug prick? No, he's fun to watch. I like, I, I like Joe Burrow. He's fun to watch. Um, I'm sure I've told you this before. I've got a little soft spot for the Bengals um, from the, the back in the Chad Ocho Cinco era. No, um, you haven't told me that. We're not friends. Yeah, right yeah, I know. Friends off. Podcast over and <laughs> break. We're getting a divorce, um, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, I I like Chad Burrow. Um, Chad Burrow. I can see Chad Burrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when I said I wasn't going to try to, I was going to make sure to like not yawn during the show. You're doing a good um, job of that. Just, instead, I'm just going to show my ass. Um, <laughs> no, that's only Giants players. <laughs> <laughs> and we do not um, no, need to see that I, on this podcast. I can see how he would come across as, as, uh, as a smug prick, both Chad and Joe. Oh, Burrow, yeah. Um, come across as, as smug pricks. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I just, I get a kick out of it. Like hearing little things where like, he goes to Jamar chase and be like, Jamar, like you need to tell me how to dress. Like 
here's my money. Like go buy me clothes and tell me how to dress. Like, I just, I just think that stuff's hilarious. Yeah. So I, yeah, obviously the thing that was playing on Twitter from Ravens fans was his press conference being like, um, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, sit back in coverage, I'm paraphrasing here, sit back in coverage, uh, then you have to deal with Joe Mixon in the run game. And if you decide to go cover zero and go man, then good luck, basically. And so that it, it was nice to see that he, you know, just just got a little taste of humble pie. Like it, it's just really nice to see it, especially from him, because he had a bad game. And it was because the Ravens defense looked dominant like the old days, like Patrick Queen was flying around the field, got that big interception. Um, Marcus Peters is the biggest badass. Like you want this guy on your team all the time. I don't know what your opinion of Peters is, but when he was I coming would... out of Washington, I loved him. When he got drafted by the Chiefs, I hated it. Um, I love, love, love Marcus Peters. I've wanted Marcus Peters since he was coming out of Washington. He's, I'm pretty sure, cousins with Marshawn Lynch, or he's super close with Marshawn Lynch or something like that. And I was like, come on, Marshawn, like pull some strings here and make this happen. And same thing, like he went to the Chiefs. I was like, God damn. And then he got released. I was like, all right, come on. Like this is the, <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> Didn't happen. But yeah, no, I, I love Marcus Peters. I love his, uh, just his attitude. Like he's you just, just you, go- need, you need guys yes. like that. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Like, he seems like he's part of that old guard of football players that is kind of dying away, where they're just like they play so damn close to that edge of going too far over the line. Um, but they do it because they're such competitors and they're just like in intimidating is probably like the only word I can use when you're playing against a guy that's that good and talks that much. Like, obviously, the the Bengals tried this kind of... Um, they were pl- doing a lot of wide receiver screens. Some of them work and some of them weren't. Um, they threw a wide receiver screen to Tyler Boyd, and he is right in front of Boyd as soon as he catches it and basically just two-hand dummies him back, and Boyd goes flipping, and uh, Marcus Peters does, like, the old, like, Ray Lewis kind of, like, swagger walk. And um, I didn't hear it because I was watching it on mute, like I said before, but I could imagine uh, M&T Bank was just going nuts seeing that. Um, I love Marcus Peters. Jason Pierre-Paul got his first sack as a Raven, which was kind of fun. Um, the pass rush has been a, a point of question for for a long, long time. Um, him and Odafe Owe seemed to pair up really, really well uh, rushing the quarterback. Owe should have had a sack there. I'm not going to get too much into it, but this whole like saving the quarterbacks thing that has taken over the NFL lately um, a, a couple blatant holds that were not called. And that guy's getting robbed, robbed, robbed of, uh, getting to the quarterback. Um, the game ends in only Ravens fashion can, um, Justin Tucker goes out there and I am not even nervous in the slightest that he's going to miss. And by this point, you know, we have the sound on and, um, my uncle is watching it there and he he's trying to get under my skin being like oh he's gonna miss this he's gonna be far left and I just grin at him and I'm like you have no idea who's trotting out there and of course dead center down the middle uh 
a clear reminder that Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker to ever play football. It is so fun having a weapon like that on your team where you're like, doesn't matter if it's 43, 53, or 66 yards. Um, I put my money on him every single time. One last thing before we get to some Seahawks stuff. Um, there was a little uh, maybe trouble in paradise. I don't know how you want to read into this. It'll be interesting as like an outsider looking in. Uh, there was a tweet. I, I should have taken the screenshot. Basically, this person on Twitter says, uh, hey, Ravens, if you're not going to use J.K. Dobbins, uh, could you just release him because this guy's a stud, basically? And J.K. Dobbins likes the tweet. And so everybody's going nuts. Like, oh, my gosh, J.K. Dobbins wants out of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get it, though. The guy is such a competitor. Like, my fantasy team would love to have J.K. Dobbins playing 100% of the snaps, but there's still this thing called coming off of a huge knee injury that they're somewhat hesitant to just hand over the entire reins. Like, um, in New England, he got, like, just under 50% of the snaps. I think against Buffalo, he was right at 50. And then I think I saw somewhere uh, against the Bengals, it was just under 50%. So they clearly have him on, like a bit of a snap count. Um, if your player likes a tweet about something like that, is it a big deal or is it just one of those like, I just want to be used more. Like I want it to be known that I'm a gamer. I'm not hurt. I want to play. I mean, these guys are all professional athletes for a reason. Um, part of being a professional athlete, I mean, it's it's 90% skill probably more than 90% skill and, t and, and talent. Um, but there's at least, you know, 10% or w whatever the, the remaining amount is that's not skill is uh, mentality. And a lot of that is ego 100%. and I'm better than everybody else. And I'm good enough to be here. I can do this. I can compete. So yeah, of course he's going to see a tweet like that and, he, and he's going to like it because he also feels like, yeah, I do want the ball more. I can take on more of a workload. My knee's fine. Let me go. Like take off, you know, take off the reins and, and let me be free. Like, so I don't think it's a big deal. Um, you know, did he probably get brought into coach's office and get slapped on the wrist? Yeah, probably. Do you think they um, actually do that? Do you think they bring him I'm in sure and they, be like, Hey, like I get it. I'm sure they talk. I'm sure they talk about it. Like, I mean, Christ, I get like, when I used to work at my old stupid job that I quit, um, <laughs> I got brought in on more, actually more than one occasion about uh, things that I post on social media. So if I'm getting talked to about it in my job where I don't make millions and millions of dollars, um, I definitely think that these guys, it at least is brought up as, as a conversation, just yeah. like, hey, like, be more aware. Do you think that's like a head coach that does that? Or do you think it's like a PR relations guy? PR relations. That I, was a I think it redundant. should be the head coach. I mean, yeah, I, I think it should be a head coach. Yeah. It's probably the PR guy or the media guy that tells the head coach. Yeah. I don't imagine John, John Harbaugh is, uh, you know, cruising Twitter too much, but <laughs> he might have better things to do. Ryan can maybe think of Chad, one maybe moment. Maybe Chad Harbaugh is, but yeah, not Chad Harbaugh. Ryan can think of one moment where I'm guessing you should have been brought into the office to get talked to. 
Did if you, you could not, please, you and um, I never worked together, did you, at Jersey City? Ryan and I, no. Yeah. Oh, you never, you never crossed over. Not, not in the same, the not in the same store. No. Um. Feel free to share more, Ryan, because I really don't care. Um, <laughs> Just hopefully your new boss doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, I've told my new boss. Uh, I told my new boss that at my old job, I threw a set of license plate plates across the office. <laughs> she was she's like, well, good thing we don't do auto insurance here. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, we don't have license plates here, so we're going to let that one go. Thank you. Yeah. That wasn't at work, right? Okay, it was that one time. Just that one time. It was that one time on this other show we like to do. You kind of almost got us cut off. Um, okay, let's move on to some Seahawks stuff here, Chris. Uh, I know maybe not so happy. You've titled this episode, Seahawks Can't Get Over the Hill. The Taysom Hill. Tell us about it. That's Exactly. Yeah. The, the Seahawks, um, just, I should have seen it coming. Um, and actually when it did happen, I wasn't surprised at all that the Seahawks got just absolutely Taysom Hilled this week. Um, I think he had three rushing touchdowns plus one passing touchdown. Pretty good for a tight end. If you ask me, um, <laughs> if, if you were Kyle I, and played him in the tight end position. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good for a tight end. If you ask me, that's for sure. Um, Whatever, man. It doesn't matter. Like low expectation Chris does not care about the wins and losses. Um all I like honestly all I care about right now is like this is the season to you know see what we got, um, plan for the future. Um and right now it's looking like the Seahawks absolutely nailed it in their with their twenty twenty two draft class. Um, again, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas are looking amazing. Uh, Abe Lucas gave up his first sack of the season this year. Um, but I mean, it was against Cam Jordan. So I saw that it wasn't even fair. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't even fair. And like, and the rest of the game, yeah, the rest of the game, Abe Lucas did, you know, pretty good against Cam Jordan. Um, you know, they, they didn't, the Seahawks weren't leaving a tight end in. they weren't having, you know, a running back come by and chip block them or, or anything like that. So I think Abe Lucas did just fine. Um, Charles Cross is is also like holding up just fine on, on the left left end. Um, our two rookie DBs are phenomenal. So uh, Tariq Tariq with another interception, um, third game in a in a row with an uh, interception. He had a fumble recovery as well, which was caused by our other rookie corner, Kobe <laughs> Bryant. Um, so. Uh, I mean, there, there's not a lot uh, to complain about as far as as far as the young guys go, and of course, I mean, we're put in a position where we have to see now as well what we have in uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Um, unfortunately, Rashad Penny uh, suffered a season-ending injury. Uh, he got like as if a high ankle sprain isn't bad enough. He has a high ankle sprain and a broken leg. Yeah. So he's uh, peak confirmed. Uh, what day is it? Monday. Today, he confirmed this morning on the radio uh, that he has to get surgery and he'll be out for the year. Um, sucks, so it's, it's up to Kenneth Walker. But, I mean, he scored his first career touchdown on uh, a, a very nice 69-yard <laughs> uh, scamper to the end zone. So, Good choice of words. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I so hate I, that for guys like Rashad Penny who um, – 
you know, has been battling some injuries. He was a first round pick. So, you know, highly talented, battling some injuries. Last year, you were so pumped that he, uh, you know, came back, looked like the first round pick they invested in. Um, and then is kind of playing this year on like a prove it kind of deal to make his, you know, get his big, big contract. And uh, yeah, it, I, heart goes out to those guys. I was reading somewhere today that Matt Rule gets fired not even two and a half years uh, into his tenure, and he will still be paid $40 million of his contract. And Rashad Penny is going to lose a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Heart goes out to that guy. But I mean, it's not just the one injury that's causing Rashad Penny to lose money. It, it's been an, an entire, it's been five years of injuries, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like I said, it, it's the, uh, it's the season of, of low expectations for me. So, um, the fact that they lost this game, I mean, the fact that they were able to put up, uh, 32 points on a very good New Orleans yeah. Saints defense is impressive. Geno Smith looked amazing again. He, he had some, uh, fantastic plays. Uh, he's up for the FedEx air player of the week award again this week. Uh, I think he had something like, I want to say it was like 250 yards or something like that. I, I, I can't remember the, the, the yardage, but he had three touchdowns. Should have had more. I mean, DK dropped one in the end zone. Um, he They had one called back on a, a ticky-tack holding call on Charles Cross. That was a bad um, one. It was. And, and like – the, the the first touchdown of of the game that Gino threw uh, to DK was amazing. I mean, it was uh, I mean I, I I hate to say it, but it was right out of the old Russell Wilson playbook, right where he was scrambling around, he was approaching the line of scrimmage, looking like he was going to cross, like take off with the ball and, and gain some yardage, and uh, and right as he got to the line of scrimmage, he, you know he kept his eyes downfield and he goes, oh there there's DK mm-hmm. wide open floated it floated it over to DK and DK just it looked like nobody on the Saints wanted to tackle him and he just made it you know just pranced in into well the would end you <laughs> no no I don't um uh, no You've seen I don't. him go I don't after Buda Baker <laughs> I don't want to tackle DK Metcalf I don't want to race DK Metcalf I just like maybe want to high five him but like that'll probably hurt my hand too so, see um, you know what I thought you were a little cowardly today you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna bring this up. I, w- I wasn't going to, but since you said you didn't want to race him, um, your your young guy, your rookie corner Tariq Woolen hit like some really ridiculous speeds. Twenty-two point nine three. Is that what it was? Per hour. Yeah. You've been talking about his speed coming out of you know his combine numbers. Hey, um, six four and runs a four two forty. Right. And so I obviously tweeted out like. I think him and DK should race. Like you've got two ridiculously fast guys, two monster dudes. Like they're both big boys sprinting down the field. That would be a scary sight to see. Um, I I think you should do it though. Yeah. They should race each other for sure. I will. I will. I'll time it. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll time it and be like, Hey, you won. Uh, (laughs) You're going to tell the other guy that he didn't win though. Yeah, that's the extent of my like 
involvement in that race is <laughs> is maybe the official timer and even then my my reaction time is probably not good enough to even like time it properly so 4.78 that's it chris you're dead oh my gosh yeah yeah all of a sudden i'm running for my life <laughs> i would just say i'm like well this is it this is my fate and i just accept it it um, would be a fun way to go out yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i mean hey like who doesn't want to you know get like just ripped apart limb by limb <laughs> yeah cardioed to death by two professional athletes like running for my life and they're just like they're just toying with me like jogging behind me <laughs> they're like the orca whales coming in for their kill <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean otherwise um seahawks have a lot uh to be left a lot to be desired on the defensive side i mean like like i mentioned at the start there like Taysom Hill just absolutely destroyed the Seahawks this weekend. Um, even late in the game, when there was no surprise what the game plan was. They were running the ball with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, and they were running it right up the middle to run out the clock and end the game, and they were still able to do it. So I don't know what Seattle needs to do. I don't know if they need to move back to a 4-3 uh, defensive scheme. Um, I mean, Puna Ford has been basically – non-existent this season daryl taylor's been non-existent um cody barton's useless jordan brooks missed some tackles this weekend uh even like quandary digs like i i i don't know if you saw my my tweet but like i've been noticing throughout the first five weeks of the season like what's going on with quandary like he is not making tackles and he just i don't know it looks like he's making a lot of business to shit decisions out there um which maybe it's a me- mental thing and like he, he's still not fully back mentally from the broken leg that he suffered last season i'm not i'm not sure what it is um but there's something going on with quandary because he's not making tackles he's not playing as physically and aggressively as he normally does um he's pulling the Tremont yeah. williams yeah and i mean speaking of guys you know i've on the other side of the ball, I don't know what's going on with Tyler Lockett. Also, like Tyler Lockett's like, I'm 30 years old. Like, don't hit me anymore. Like, I want nothing to do with this. Like, he is not getting like zero yak yards from Tyler Lockett. He's just catching the ball and falling to the ground. He doesn't yeah, want to get he doesn't a, want to get touched. There was a couple plays where one he grabbed the ball and kind of like lunged forward underneath like any sort of contact and then there was one on the sidelines where he was going and it looked like he stepped out like a good like four or five yards before he really needed to yeah which is shocking contact at at all costs so he had a good game though whatever he had a good game for sure i mean gino smith to through two fucking beautiful 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 touchdown passes to Tyler Lockett. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I jumped off my couch and my daughter was laughing. Like she thought it was <laughs> daddy. You're so silly. And my wife tells me I'm ridiculous. My daughter thinks it's funny, but um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh, like I said, l- low expectation. Chris doesn't care. Um, I, I, like I said, looks like a bright future for, for Seattle. If, if they can replicate, next this year's draft next year and do you know hit just as many uh draft picks uh next year as they did, they did this year i mean th- things are looking up right i mean they've got 
four picks in the first, uh, I think right now it's like they've got four picks in the first 45 picks or something like that. Like it's because the Broncos aren't doing well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they have like number, they have the ninth, the 12th, the 41st and the 43rd. I think it is. Um, it's a nice hole. So, right. I mean, if, if they can use one of those picks on a quarterback, which would be ideal, uh, and then use those next three picks on like D tackle edge linebacker, like, you know, all of a sudden things are, are turning around in, in a real hurry for Seattle. Yeah. Now with how good Gino is playing, is he any sort of an answer? Like, any at all or he's just merely a stopgap and he might be like a a serviceable back serviceable backup for them um if they get a rookie hey gino's playing great and and you know uh hats off to him but uh he's a bridge player he's 32 years old um you know this first time he started in what is it like seven seasons or something crazy like that like he's just he's he's not the future of the seahawks you don't you don't tie your wagon to a 32 year old um career backup essentially i mean he was a starter for a short amount of time in in new york and then has been a backup ever since so there's regardless of how well he's playing what's that they can't go far with him no i mean no they 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 can't i mean even if they surrounded him with like a ton of weapons solidified the defense hey maybe you could get like one more like you know cinderella story like fairy book ending season out of them um but it, again like he's on borrowed time himself as oh, yeah. a 32 year old professional athlete so it's uh i i think quarterback still needs to be a, a priority in next next year's draft yeah that'll be really interesting too with you know the the couple big quarterbacks that are coming out if you're still sitting around that even seven ninth position and you've got some draft ammo is there a team like um i mean we just saw the vegas raiders lose again and they've got who you know they think is their franchise quarterback um do they trade out of it um, do the, do the Pittsburgh Steelers trade out of it because they just got Kenny Pickett? Um, are the commanders dumb enough to pass up on somebody like these, these are the questions that could make this off season really, really fun. Especially if you're a team like Seattle who needs a quarterback and there's some really good quarterbacks coming up, like how much are you willing to, to pay to jump up to number two, um, to get those. Cause we've seen those before, right? Like we're, we're just talking about Carson Wentz and, and the Jared Goff draft. Like that was a year that teams moved up to go get who they thought were going to be like the next big things. Right. Um, okay. We're going to try a new segment here. We're, we're kind of playing around with a few segments here. We're, we're I think for the next little bit here, we're going to maybe try a couple different segments, see which one, hits and maybe uh if you hit us up on social media and say i want that one um or maybe we'll put a poll out who knows we're kind of wild cards so uh a a 39 and a half foot poll (laughs) wow (laughs) just full of randomness today eh? 
You've ever seen The Grinch? Yeah. I don't I don't think of Christmas stuff. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, I have been thinking of Christmas stuff because my son is on a Christmas tear right now. And I'm like, hey, 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 you don't start talking about Christmas right now. Like, they're that person that's like, oh, guess what? There's 99 days until Christmas. And you're like, get out of here. It's still warm outside. Like, leave me alone. You wore shorts today. You shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I wear shorts every day, so I'm okay over here. Um, We're going to call this segment The Sky is Falling. Um, And we're going to have this one presented by our good friends down at Bad Tattoo Brewing in Kelowna. Uh, Chris and I were just down there on, uh, Friday feel, feels like a yeah. lifetime ago. What a, what a long, long weekend. Um, being a parent is so cool. <laughs> you don't know what, what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Most of the days I don't know what day it is, but you know, when your, your kids are wild, it's even harder to remember what day it is. Um, Huge thanks to Ryan down at Bad Tattoo who hosted us there. He was the hit of the party. Hey, like, you know, you and I were the ones paying for our families to go down there and have some good pizza. And and he comes out with his phone switching the colors of his Bad Tattoo logo. And our kids were like, whoa, this guy is magic. And then yeah. he comes out with ice cream sundaes for them. And they're like, OK, that's it get out of here dads like moms dads you guys go away this guy's much cooler so thank you for the the ice cream treats for the kids i know my kids didn't really go to bed nicely i don't know about yours <laughs> friday, friday was a lifetime ago so I, I don't remember man this is why i can't remember yeah i have no idea how my kids went to bed on friday i barely remember how i went to bed on friday so <laughs> Good thing Nadine drove. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you guys are in Kelowna or in the area, go check out Bad Tattoo uh, downtown Kelowna. If you're not in Kelowna, uh, they have the Bad Tattoo Beer Club that we were uh, kind of plugging all last year. And they maybe have one of my favorite uh, packs out there right now. It's called the Tall, Dark, and Full Bodied which is right up my alley. (laughs) That's why I said it for that reaction, Chris. Uh, It has the chocolate peanut butter porter, which you guys heard me last year. Like my fridge is absolutely full of it every fall. Uh, The one Chris just brought me back before I got to try it uh, down at Bad Tattoo was the, uh, the pecan pie one, which is unbelievable. Um, I loved it. Uh, they've got the coffee lager in there. Uh, my wife is a huge coffee lager fan. Um, I love them. They do a really good job of that one. It's nice and light. And then they've got their French toast porter for the four of them. So if you go to Bad Tattoo Brewing, uh, you can get a flight of it, or you can do their beer club and get some, as Chris likes to dub it, damn good beer. And don't forget, guys, they ship anywhere. In Canada, from coast to coast. So, like, get on it, folks. Anywhere. They're going to they're gonna deliver anywhere. it to your house. You don't even have to go anywhere. They just bring you beer. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. It's just too easy. Too easy. Good packs. Um, 
so sky is falling new segment here basically what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth and we're going to give a the sky is falling moment and uh you can tell the other guy whether it is warranted or whether it's an overreaction you following me so far i know you're a little tired here yanni chad's here man chad's here here. okay so my first overreaction and we kind of talked about it i didn't really want to talk about it that much um the packers are going to miss the playoffs that's my statement warranted or overreaction oh i love how you have to think about this one already overreaction Okay. And I, it, it, it pains me to say that because I hate the Packers and I hate Aaron Rodgers and his stupid punchable face. Now, um, do you think they're going to be the division winner or a wild card win- like winner getting in? They're three and two right now behind the Vikings at four and one. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, they're 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 at least a wild card team. I that that division, I mean. Divisions are so hard to predict. They're, so They're still in a pretty, you know, butter soft division with the Bears and the, and the Lions still there, just existing. Um, I mean, the Vikings and the Packers, like obviously it's it's, it's going to come down to those two teams. Um, you know, the, the Packers have the better defense. Maybe you could argue the Vikings have the better offense, but the Packers much as it pains me to say, probably have the better quarterback. So like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's going to be a toss up between those, between those two teams. Um, and those divisional games are just so hard to predict. They're so um, hard. Cause the teams know each other so well. And right, usually gonna, you build your, your team to win the division first and foremost. Like that's yeah, so all you're concerned I, I'm, about. I, I'm going to say like to, to put it on record, they won't win the, their division. Okay. Um, how about we go through their, their remaining schedule again? Sure. So they're at three and two. Uh, they have the Jets next week. They're at home. After the beating, the Jets just put on, on the Dolphins. It's <laughs> That's recency, what I was bi- recency bias, right? Um You know, See, I, I have them losing it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I have the Jets as that well. That could be an upset. It could be yeah, an upset. I think because because again, it's going to come down to the receivers, and they just. I mean, the Jets have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed as their and DBs. They're playing and I, good. <laughs> they're playing phenomenal. They're playing right? so, so well. I. I mean, the. The smart answer is the Packers beat the kind of up and coming Jets. Yeah, the football that, fan in me says, "Well, the the New York Giants just beat them up, so yeah. why can't the? I think the Jets are playing better than the Giants are, so why can't they win that game?" Yeah, and and, and that that's probably what, you know. It's like I say, it's recency bias, and that's why I want to lean towards the Jets. But is it like, you know, old boys club and like sticking with what I know as to why I think the Packers might even have a shot? So yeah, I'm gonna say give me the Jets. Okay, so G-E-T-S. they're three and three. Then they go to Washington. They're Packers Washington. will win that one. Four and three. Then they go to Buffalo to play the Bills. Buffalo. So now they're 500 again. 
Then they go to Detroit to play the Lions. Division game. Lions playing better. And they're only four and four right now. I'll still take the Packers in that one. I just it's impossible for me to choose the Lions. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing tells you like this is a smart choice. Okay, so they're five I mean, and four, yeah. then they play the Cowboys at Lambeau Field. Cowboys Dak, be Dak back. will be back. Dak will be back for that. So now they're five and five. Then they play the Titans at Lambeau Field. Packers. Six and by like five. the slimmest of margins. Then they go to Philly to play the Eagles. I think you already said the Eagles win that one. I already said the Eagles win that one. So, so now they're six my... and six. Then they go to Chicago to play the Bears. Packers. So seven and six. They get their bye. Then they play the Rams. The Rams go to Lambeau Field. That one's going to be tricky too because the Rams are another team that's underperforming, right? They're, yeah. They're and definitely not. They're going to figure up to it out. Expectations. But maybe the Packers will too. I don't know. Um, give me the home team. So give me the Packers. Ooh, eight and six. Okay. Then they travel to Miami to play the Dolphins. Packers. I, th- I think two is done for the season. So give me the Packers. Okay. So nine and six. Then they play the Vikings at Lambeau. Give me Kirk in the upset. Nine and seven, and then they play the Lions at Lambeau at the end. Packers. So a ten and seven is going to be enough to squeak out a wild card position. Yeah. That's gotta be the last wild card position, right? Yeah. Because right now we have uh the Rams outside looking in, we have the Saints outside looking in, we have the Cardinals outside looking in. All three teams could very well do something. Wow. Okay. So maybe it wasn't as I thought that was pretty overreaction. But again, you start breaking it down game by game and you're like, this might not be that big of an overreaction. Like if they lose that game in Detroit, there's the difference right there. Like the Detroit Lions just like mess everything up. Okay. Um, do you do you have an overreaction? I know I sprung this segment on you kind of last second. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I thought it was just gonna be like. That's one what I do. of us picking one, not both of us <laughs> picking one. Um, you're, you're good at this football thing, Chris. Uh, I'm so, so good at footballs. Um, <laughs> the deflated ones or uh, how, about I'll give you deflated. A, how about I'll give you a little bit of time to think of one. Um, I, I got I, one. I, oh, you I got, got one. one. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah I got one. Um, okay. The Seahawks. The Seahawks need to go out and make a trade for a running back with the loss of Rashad Penny. Like how big of a running back are we talking? Are we talking about like a, like maybe not Christian McCaffrey, but like an upper echelon running back? Or are we talking about like Kenyon Drake just slips through the, the cracks? We're talking like a, like someone that can be a, a 1B to a Kenneth Walker 1A. Really? Like somebody who's, yeah, not just, a, not just a depth guy, someone who's like a Kareem Hunt. Oh. Like we need, we need to, we're not ready to give the keys to the car to Kenneth Walker type move. Ooh. Oh my gosh, you're playing with my heart. So you know in my other league that I have, 
um, I drafted Kenneth Walker because I just thought he was going to take the job by the end of the year. I didn't need him to perform this year. My team sucks. I'm in a rebuild mode, but I'm like, hey, if there's like a high-end guy that could be a 1A, um, Kenneth Walker is going to be that guy. So you're playing with my heart a little bit here. So, oh. so just, just so Seattle's really low on depth at running back right now. They lost they Rashad Penny. Travis Dallas, Holmes right? was all uh, Travis Holmes was already on IR. So right now they have is Kenneth he out Walker. For the year? And, uh, Homer should be back, um, but they have DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker, and then I think they just claimed Tony Jones. Tony Jones is that what that guy's name is? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I. Man, I didn't think this segment was going to be that tough. <laughs> what am I doing to myself here? <laughs> uh, I'm going to also say overreaction, not because I don't think they could use it, but because I think the way you talk about Pete Carroll, he is stuck in his boys club. And if uh, if Travis Homer is coming back, if DJ Dallas is there, I think they have enough. But the, the tough part for me is, I, th- I think we've talked about it before, where Pete's not in this to rebuild. He, he is not coaching right now to, you know, to get the next wave of Seahawks players. So I, no, I still think, I still think they're fine. And, and they go with Kenneth Walker. So it's in an that scenario, let, let's continue the game of what ifs, okay. like we just did with the Packers yeah. schedule. Um, so continuing the game of what ifs and, and I hope this doesn't happen. Um, but let's say Kenneth Walker suffers an injury in three weeks, four weeks, it's week nine, it's past the trade deadline. And now we have, now Seattle has DJ Dallas and Travis Homer and this Tony Jones guy at running back. Did they make a mistake? Should they have made that trade or is it just you reap what you sow? Oh, good Lord. I mean, if I'm speaking from experience, like this is the Ravens season last year, right? Like they have J.K. Dobbins go down. Then they have Gus Edwards go down. They already had Justice Hill go down. And everyone was like, we need to trade for somebody. Like we need to trade for like a bell cow type guy because of how much we run the ball. Seahawks are in the same position because they love to run the ball also. I just don't know if there are quality one B type guys to be had on the trade market. Like I just think they're, they're so much rare because we play fantasy football. We look at it and we're like, Oh look like Melvin Gordon. Like obviously he's not available now, but like he would have been available and, and this guy would be available because in our fantasy football teams, we trade people like that where it's like, Oh, I can get rid of, you know, AJ Dillon is my one B I'll trade him away for a wide receiver. But in the real world, that's not really how these things work. Um, I think there, there's always like a veteran that can, can be kind of picked up and, and shuffled in kind of last second or picking a guy up off of, uh, practice squads. Like, um, who was it? Where did Latavius Murray just go to, uh, Denver, Denver, right? No, we were just talking about them. Right. So it's like, oh, if Javante goes down and you've got Melvin, well, what happens if Melvin gets injured? And then they go pick up kind of like a journeyman guy. I could see them doing something like that where 
they scour the waiver wire like we do in fantasy football. And they're like, okay, like there's a Mike Davis. Baltimore's not using him. He got demoted to the practice roster. Like let's grab a guy like that. Cause we know he can handle a workload if we have to do that. Yeah. All right. Good one. Damn. Like I, said, I hope, I hope it doesn't happen. It just, you know, r- rookie running back, um, you know, Rashad, they were using him to spell Rashad Penny. And now all of a sudden in week six, it's like, you know, like I said, here, here's the keys to the car and, yeah. and, and, and take off. So I just hope that his, and, and I mean, last week he, he was questionable to even play right. um, against the Saints because uh, his shoulder was acting up. So hopefully he's able to, uh, to, to remain healthy and, and deal with the, the, you know, the, the physicality and the, the rigors that an NFL season, um, has especially as a running back yeah and in that division right yeah <sighs> good one um okay we're uh we're a little over time here but that, that was fun i i did not think it was going to be as as tough to do as something like that um yeah uh as as always chris i'm going to give you the last words what you got for us yeah, guys. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Ball Hawks Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' support. Um, be sure to go subscribe to us over on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a, a review. Uh, you know, one of Steve's students is still bringing our ratings down on uh, on Apple Podcasts. So if you guys want to go, you know, help us out in that regard, we'd love it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. You can find us at ballhawks underscore pod. Don't forget Steve at ssfisher87. Of course, you can find me as well at phillipschris12. As always, guys, go Hawks. Peace. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.